the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This program was recorded for broadcast at this time. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And this is my time. Keep it here as Roger talks about local and national issues important to you. Talking with the leaders and newsmakers in our community. And now here's Roger. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. A program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Friends, it's great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you as we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And as we all know, there are a tremendous amount of issues that affect us, um, or affecting us directly, coming from all directions. We'll talk about some of those today on our program and uh, with the overriding principle of how we as individuals can do our part to preserve our constitutional liberties in our wonderful country of the United States of America. We have two great guests today. A little bit later in our show, we'll hear from our friend Vito Ferret, at Network Sound and Video. Right now, we're pleased to be joined by a young man who's on the front lines of helping us preserve our freedom and preserve the United States of America. That's Representative Anthony Sapatini, who's currently a Florida legislator. He's in the Florida uh, legislature, but he's seeking to serve in the United States Congress. And he's on the line right now. And uh, Anthony, great to speak with you today. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me on. You know, it's it's um, always great and exciting to have you join us because you're always out there um, engaging and, and advancing uh, the cause of, of liberty and freedom and for our constitutional rights. Um First of all, I'd like to talk to I'd talk, like to talk to you about some issues, but right now I'd just like for you to to share with our listeners the dynamics of your campaign. And first of all, um, why have you uh, made the decision to leave the Florida legislature and seek to serve in Congress? Well, um, you know, it's an interesting race. We got redistricting going on, so the uh, boundaries of the district are changing quite a bit. But right now, the district is part of Orange County, but mostly Seminole County and Southern Volusia County. And it's a seat that was held by a really left-wing Democrat, uh, Stephanie Murphy. She uh, used the rhetoric of a moderate, but actually had a voting record, which was 98% identical to Nancy Pelosi. So we had this really left-wing Democrat here, and uh, polls were just so bad for her. Uh, Polls looked so bad that she ended up dropping out of the race back in December. Uh, that plus the fact that, uh, you know, the, I mean, the polls were bad, but with redistricting, she was also going to probably be disadvantaged. So she dropped out. Now they're having a primary on their side, the Democrat side. Whoever wins that will be my opponent. So, uh, you know, I stand for freedom, liberty, American values, let people live their lives, protect our border, uh, protect religious freedom, protect capitalism, small business, very simple conservative values. And, uh, 
the overwhelming amount of uh, you know, majority of people in this area agree with that. And so things have been going great on the campaign. We've raised almost a million dollars in small dollar donations, seven thousand in the district, in the district of uh, mostly Seminole County, and uh, just getting enormous support. I'm endorsed by U.S. Senator Rand Paul. Uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Matt Gates, uh, five or six other big congressmen, Madison Cawthorn, uh, General Michael Flynn, and then, of course, uh, some really good conservative organizations like National Association for Gun Rights, which is a much, much more pro-Second Amendment group than even the National Rifle Association. And I'm also endorsed by FreedomWorks, one of the big economic liberty organizations in the country. So things are great. We couldn't, things couldn't be going better in District 7. Friends, we're glad you're joining us on the Roger Franklin Williams Show today. Right now, we're speaking with Florida State Representative Anthony Sabatini. He is a candidate for United States Congress, and it's for a seat that's currently held by a Democrat, Stephanie Murray Murphy, as we're hearing, and she will not be seeking re-election. It's a wide-open seat on both sides in a crucial battleground area, too, part of Florida. Now, sticking with the nuts and bolts of the race, yeah, I you know, suspect, um, or I know, it's going to be a relatively crowded field, if not full-blown crowded field, on the Republican side, as well as open seats often are. Um, can you just talk about, uh, you know, just for, you know, maybe those listeners out there who, who haven't made up their mind yet, uh, what would you say to to convince them that you are the Republican to vote for in this race? Well, I mean, uh, there's always going to be a few Republicans to file for every seat. The truth of the matter is, only a few ever have a record, an actual conservative record of conservative accomplishment and holding Republican establishment accountable. Uh, you know, I've been lucky to serve with Ron DeSantis in the state house for going on four years now, and he signed five of my bills into law, all very pro-freedom, limited government bills. Um, so very proud of that. But, you know, people jump in these races and a lot of times they'll make these promises, I'm going to do this, I promise I'll do that. The truth is they, they don't do them. And uh, having a record to run on is amazing because uh, you know, I've been rated the most conservative elected official in the state of Florida by the American Conservative Union. I have a perfect 100% score, the only elected official in the state of Florida to have that. I also have uh, the highest score from the Club for Growth, which is a really uh, strict and a high, very, very uh, strong uh, conservative economic freedom organization that scrutinizes every vote, every every part of every Republican's record. And I have the l- highest lifetime score of any legislator in the state of Florida by them, too. So being scored, you know, the most conservative guy sets me apart from any other Republican that generally would jump into a race like this because, uh, you know, I got a record to run on. And of course, as you know, Roger, from the beginning of the COVID tyranny, the beginning of the lockdowns and everything, I stood firm against all of it. I was the first elected official in the country to speak out against school closures. I was one of the first, uh, which was day one, speaking against uh, the lockdowns and curfews and all the rest of the stuff, vaccine mandates. I ended up suing 14 cities and counties that had mask mandates throughout Florida and Central Florida because what was happening was insane. And so many of our Republican officials just totally caved on that because they were afraid of the woke mob and they're afraid of the of the uh, administrative state telling them that they're wrong and anti-science, et cetera. So it turns out we were right and they were wrong, but, you know, a lot of Republicans uh, failed us. I didn't, and so I'm running on that record. No, that's a great point, friends. We're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini, State Representative Anthony Sabatini, 
on the Roger Franken Williams show today. And as we're discussing, he is a candidate for the United States Congress in the primary that is now just a few uh, months away. And you know, so so true, you know, that's how you actually came to my attention, <clears throat> excuse me, was I was seeing the great work that you were doing during a time of true crises in our country and in our community. Um, you know, these these mask mandates, the lock, the, the draconian lockdowns, uh, you know, the, the vaccination uh, mandates, all those things. And you were literally on the front lines uh, pushing back and pushing back aggressively and, and gaining ground, actually, uh, um, on it. And and so, yes, you, the, the work that you've done in the legislature has, has, has really been demonstrably um, on the side of, of, of helping citizens preserve our freedom. And I, you know, I, for one, certainly appreciate that very, very much. Can you talk about, um, you know, that role? I mean, one of the things that I've observed about you uh, from day one is is how you 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 know you seem to have have this spirit, fighting spirit, if you will, to not just vote the right way, not just you get in front of a conservative group and say all the right things, but really to go out and to engage uh, the left, if you will, engage the left wing media. Uh, including the Randall Sentinel. Can you just talk about um, that aspect of, of, I guess, your personality and, and, and of, of your, your profile as an elected official? Well, I, I believe Republicans need to be on offense all the time. I think one of the uh, big mistakes elected officials, Republican elected officials have made in the last 50 years is, uh, is this defensive mindset that so many of them have had. This idea of you know, defending whatever turf or trying to defend whatever turf they have versus actually trying to roll it back and get back some of the institutions and some of the ground we've lost in this country when it comes to family and freedom and all the rest of it. We've really lost a lot of ground. And so the defensive mindset makes no sense. You know, I, the, the uh, sort of uh, example I bring up is um, – the debate about how to deal with communism in the 1950s and 60s and even the 70s, you know, there was a theory that you can try to contain it. You just need to contain communism. It's called the containment theory. Stop it from spreading. And uh, there was another alternative theory called rollback. You have to roll it back. The only way you get communism is by pushing it back from where it's already spread. And, of course, Ronald Reagan believed in rollback and competing against the Soviet Union to defeat communism. And I think that mentality and strategy is more relevant now than ever. I think we need to roll back. So when I see these Republicans talking about defense, it really irks me, and it makes me very angry because it, it, it's a failed strategy that's giving the left so much uh, breathing room and so much room to grow constantly. And that's why they're always treading on our rights and, and, and moving in and taking our freedom away in so many different ways, uh, countless different ways. So, so I'm always on offense. I'm always pushing back. I believe in 100% school choice, shutting down the radical and insane leftist universities, firing these lawless bureaucrats, and teaching judges like Judge uh, Mark Walker, who just tried to strike down one of our laws two days ago yesterday that was a law to secure our elections. we got to be on offense. we got to be pushing back. It's not just defense anymore. And uh, I think that's what separates me from a lot of the other Republicans who, you know, get elected and the sacred trust of the people, you know, instilled in them. And then what do they do? They don't really do much. Uh, they might not vote terribly and go vote for liberal stuff, but they're not really moving the ball for us in, in ways that, that we need it moved. And uh, so that's what kind of separates me uh, from other Republicans in terms of the philosophy. 
No, absolutely. And as I said before, that's how you first came to my attention. I observed the work, great work that you were doing at a very crucial time, uh, which is the time of the COVID lockdowns. Friends, we're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini. He is a candidate for the United States Congress. It's an open seat. and It's a, a true battleground seat. And um, we're pleased that he's joining us today. We're going to take a quick break. In a moment, we'll continue to speak with Representative Sabatini. Uh, before we take that break, though, I want to give a shout out to my friends over at Sheeler Auto Repair and let you know that if you, a member of your family, anybody you know, is looking for an auto repair shop that'll care for your car, truck, SUV, any vehicle you might own with old school honesty, integrity, and dependability, I urge you to get over to see my friends Demetrius and Odysseus Virgos at Sheeler Auto Repair. You can trust the guys at Sheeler Auto Repair. In fact, it's where I take my car. I've been taking it there for 20 years. They're located 1908 South Orange Blossom Trail, Apopkin. Please tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you. We'll be right back on the Roger Franklin Williams Show with Representative Anthony Sabatini, candidate for Congress. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Program is dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Right now, we're speaking with Representative Anthony Sabatini. He's a candidate for U.S. Congress. It's the seat that's currently held by Democrat Stephanie Murphy. She will not. She is not seeking re-election. It's a wide open seat on both the Republican and Democrat side. It will be a true battleground seat of you know, one of the most watched. Uh, high-profile congressional races in the country, not just in Florida, but in the country. And we're talking to one of the leading candidates on the Republican side right now, uh, Representative Anthony Sabatini. Before we go back to him, I want to let you know, of course, as the weather is increasingly getting warmer and then also warmer and wetter, uh, lawn and garden uh, needs and landscaping needs come to our attention uh, and I want to let you know about the guys up at Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair sells the best, only the best, outdoor power equipment tools and lawnmowers. You can find out more about them at apopkamower.com. That's apopkamower.com. Apopka Mower and Equipment Repair. It's where they sell the best and they fix the rest. Now back to Representative Anthony Sabatini, candidate for United States Congress, and he will be on the ballot coming up this August in the Republican primary. And now I'd like to shift to some of those issues specifically, and um, you know, and, and one that's a, a more, you know, it's more of a, a, na- a, a statewide issue at the moment, but it's gathering you know massive national attention, and that is the the efforts by Governor Sant- DeSantis. Uh, which I applaud to, um, you know, with, with the bill, it's a, it's you know, known as the don't say gay bill, which is a misnomer, but basically a bill uh, in, in, enacted by the, you know, into law now that would provide parents with the right not to have their children brainwashed uh, by woke schools and school teachers, uh, public and private, um, you know, to some kind of, you know, trans agenda, if you will. Um, can you just brief us on this issue and, and share your thoughts about it? Absolutely. Well, uh, you know, that's what's happening. There is an agenda, and 
it's funny, but the media really can't hide it anymore. They used to say, oh, that's conspiracy theory. They don't have this woke agenda. Well, guess they weren't watching the videos that leaked this week from the executives at Disney, uh, which are pushing a really, really explicit woke anti-gender agenda. They're going to genderless parks. And so what's happening in the corporate world and what's happening in education, too, K-12 education is very similar. They're trying to basically come up with a really politically correct left-wing set of ideologies that are pushed and try to uh, make normalized in in those two contexts. And, you know, the good news is you can't beat nature. I mean, there's just something that feels wrong about the whole woke, PC, anti-American movement. It's very anti-nature, anti-national. When you you see what they're doing, it just doesn't hold up. And so people are flipping out, they're, they're pulling back, they're pushing back, and there is a just a huge blowback against uh, the left right now. We're going to see a Republican wipeout like never seen before in the history of this country. It's going to make the 1994 or 2010 election, midterm elections, look like a joke. I mean, this is going to be just a major, major uh, wipeout. We're going to get the House and the Senate based on exploits and oversteps from the left. Uh, and, um, you know, the left knows what they're doing. They know that they'll lose election, electoral control. But the truth is they have a different strategy than we do. In fact, I would suggest they have a smarter strategy. You see, what they do is as soon as they get the ball, you know, using the metaphor of a football game, as soon as they get the ball, they just run that ball as far down the field as they possibly can, play after play after play. They know that eventually they'll lose the ball, and that's fine. But what they know is that the Republicans don't always want to play to win. And that the Republicans are going to be playing defense most of the time. So they know that, yeah, they'll lose the ball, like they're going to lose the ball this fall in the election. But guess what? They know that weak, moderate, squishy Republicans like Kevin McCarthy are only going to be playing defense for the next two years. So guess what? Eventually the ball will uh, uh, turn. And the control of the ball will be overturned. And when they get the ball, they're going to do exactly what they did again. Run the ball as far down the field, as fast as they can, again after again, you know, again after again. And what happens is after a long enough period of time goes by, it seems to me that they score a lot more touchdowns than, than we do uh, because we haven't, we haven't changed our mentality. Or the elected class of Republicans have not changed their mentality. The deficit of courage in the elected class of Republicans in Washington, D.C. is so palpable, and uh, people are realizing how it works now. Of course, the best example of that was 2016 and 2018 when we had total control of Congress, the White House and the Supreme Court, and uh, it was utterly, utterly uh, made useless. The gov- you know, the, the president did everything he could through executive orders to move, move forward on important conservative reforms, but the legislature was a total joke and wasted this opportunity. So... Long story short, they know what they're doing. They're going to lose power, but it's uh, part of a plan, larger plan. No, great insight. Thank you for sharing that with us. And that's the best uh, description of, I guess, the American politics over at least the last, well, since World War II that I've ever heard, uh, if not longer, uh, most likely longer. You know, and as you were speaking, um, it helps really explain a lot of why things are like they are. And, and by that, I mean why the left has made such dramatic gains since World War II. When the country's been a staunchly right of center, a culturally conservative country, and it's why I you know, applaud your efforts, and you know I'm excited about your candidacy because you're uh, certainly 
you know, I, I was going to say a new breed of Republican, but you're you're at the forefront. You're leading a new breed of Republicans uh, that have a different mindset and have this aggressive. We're going to take the fight to the left uh, mentality. We're going to take the fight to the to the left wing media. We're going to call them out for what they are, um, as opposed to you know, the more docile Republicans <laughs> that we've known pretty much up until Trump came along. Um, but and, and then I'd like to, and I and I, I want to continue on this trans agenda as well because I think. That's a winning issue if the Republicans will exploit it. I mean, I think that's an issue that if, if every Republican will just get out there and, and, and draw that contrast and make this whole trans agenda, make it an issue, be aggressive with it, that, that's just a completely winning issue for the Republicans. And, I, and that's why I really applaud Governor DeSantis' attitude on this and the way that he's handling it as well. I, I do have one quick question for you. Because as I as I talk about that issue on the radio, I know the the left has kind of adopted the name "Don't Say Gay," which is a complete misnomer. When you're talking to say an undecided voter, how do you describe this issue? Well, I, of course, I call it, I don't refer to the bill as that because that's not what the bill is. I call it the uh, anti-groomer bill. Uh, the only way anybody could be a fan of this bill, uh, I'm mean, sorry, an opponent of this bill is if that's a person that believes that as, that part of the official educational curriculum of K-3rd through grade students should include mandatory lessons on gender ideology, sexual orientation, and transsexualism. That's what they are actually saying. Anybody who opposes the bill saying that should be part of the official curriculum of kids that young. Now, now I had issues with the bill. My issue with the bill is it didn't go far enough. <laughs> it should have been K-12. through this was a watered-down product. The governor wanted a stronger bill. Everybody in the Republican Party wanted a stronger bill. But the truth is, the weak rhinos in the state legislature, uh, uh, led by a very, very weak um, uh, legislative leader named Chris Sprouse, watered it down and said, nah, we don't want it to be too controversial, so we'll just protect kids K through third grade. Well, guess what? That opens the door for uh, perverts in the K-12 educational establishment and some of our liberal blue counties like Palm Beach to start putting that transgender ideology in the fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade classrooms, which is insane. So the bill needs to be amended to become much, much stronger. But the left, remember, the left uses a, a lot of tactics to gain power. One of the tactics they use is they feign outrage anytime anything happens that they don't like. And what they do is they try to gaslight, you know, if you know the concept of gaslighting, they try to gaslight conservatives, Republican elected officials, into certain positions. So what they did is, when weak, milk-toast Speaker of the House, Chris Krause, made the bill only go to the third grade, made it basically uh, useless for uh, uh, protecting kids in the fourth, fifth, sixth, and eighth grade all the way up, the Democrats just still pretended in some way that the bill uh, did speak to all grades. Or something, and so they sort of pretended the bill did something it didn't, and just screamed and yelled and flipped out the media and drum tried to drum up public support, blah 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 blah. And what happens is they know this tactic works because a lot of the Republicans start to say, "Well, gee golly, if the, you know if they're flipping out this much, we must be doing something right." You know why? Why else would they be screaming and hooting and hollering unless we were doing some really, really edgy, you know, uh, conservative reform here? Well, the truth is they weren't. <laughs> The bill, if the bill went to the K through 12, then I could see it being more controversial. The left sort of pretended to be outraged uh, just to get the uh, Republicans to stop uh, considering stronger reforms. And guess what? It worked. 
there's not a single Republican official in the state of Florida other than me, potentially the governor, that's actually saying that this bill needs to be significantly amended to protect kids in middle school and high school. So the left wins through uh, ways that sometimes Republican officials don't even understand. Thank you for sharing great insights. Representative Anthony Sabatini, <clears throat> candidate for United States Congress. Friends, we're going to go to a break in just a minute. And, um, you know, we got to, you know, could you stay with us for a couple more minutes? Or I realized, uh, you know, you're busy. I wish I could. Unfortunately, I have to step away. I got another meeting I got to run to on campaign related, but I do appreciate the time. Sure, I understand. We'll have you back again soon. Friends, we're going to go to a quick break. And um, before we do, of course, I want to let you know about the great people over at Thompson Jewelers. Of course, they support all the programs you hear right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer. And, of course, with Mother's Day just coming up next month, uh, I want to let you know and just give you a reminder that Thompson Jewelers is a great place. It's the best place for you to find a perfect gift for your mother or for the special woman in your life, your wife, the mother of your kids. They'll help you get that hard-to-find, absolutely perfect gift for this Mother's Day. Thompson Jewelers are located in the Colonial Plaza in Orlando and on Highway 192 on the Kissimmee-St. Cloud border in Osceola County. We'll be right back. Welcome to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now, here's Roger. And this is my turn. Well, friends, welcome back to the Roger Franklin Williams Show. Great to be with you today. I want to thank you for the opportunity to join you. So we talk about the issues that affect us in our community, our state, and our nation. And, of course, on our program, the Roger Franklin Williams Show, we talk about those issues from a perspective that honors our America's founding traditions of God, family, country, and that respects and strives to adhere to our our founding documents, the, de- the principles espoused in the Declaration of Independence, codified into law in our United States Constitution and our judicial system. And, of course, as we mentioned briefly at the top of the show, um, you know, there was a time when, as, you know, as I would talk about, you know, our, our mission of our program is to pre- preserve, protect, and defend America's founding traditions of God, family, country, our constitutional rights, um, you know, it, 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 obviously that's a great mission, but it, you know, it didn't seem like, you know, it needed that much work, if you will. Of course, freedom is always under attack and it always has been from day one, but also, um, we, our institutions were so strong, um, that it, you know, it, the thought that we, you know, freedom might be lost, you know, during our lifetime, uh, was just something that was difficult to comprehend, uh, obviously, uh, without you know that that's not so difficult to comprehend anymore. Um, in fact, we're we're in a, we're in a much more uh, brutal fight, and it's for our it's for our not only for our liberty, it's for the preservation of America as we know it. And those are the stakes right now. And so, the importance of our program, I believe, in um, has has greatly imp- it, 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 uh, dramatically increased uh, our mission, and you know just the the importance of every single freedom loving citizen to do everything that we can to preserve our country and preserve our constitutional liberties is vitally important. 
And that goes beyond just listening to, to, to conservative talk shows. It goes beyond watching Fox News, or, you know, visiting conservative media, consuming conservative media. It, 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 it literally goes to helping the right candidates win these elections, helping candidates that are going to aggressively support and defend our constitutional rights, who are going to aggressively engage the left, take the left on, uh, even suffer the slings and arrows and the attacks that are going to be inevitable, the character attacks uh, and you know things that go much beyond that, um, engage the so-called mainstream media, the leftist mainstream media. That's what's going to, going to have to happen, and that's what we're all going to need to be engaged in. And picking up from where we our conversation with Anthony's representative Anthony Sabatini, as I said before, and as I mentioned, you know, multiple times on our show, he is a young man who's really gathered my attention for the great work that he was doing, doing just those things that I just mentioned. Um, not sitting on the sidelines, not showing up to vote and voting the right way and not, and not saying a word about it, keeping a low profile while doing it. Uh, no, I mean, that's, we don't really have that luxury for those kinds of elected officials anymore on our side, on the conservative, on the, on the constitutional side. Um, we need more aggressive elected officials. We need aggress- uh, elected officials that are going to be aggressive and combative, um, uh, who are going to engage the leftist media, who are going to engage the left uh, on their territory. And um, Sa- uh, Anthony Sabatini has, has demonstrated that he's one of those. Um, but, and I would like to, in the moments we have here in this segment, before we're joined by our friend Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video, talk about uh, the wonderful event that was held last Saturday at Seminole Harley, the Freedom Expo, and specifically the message of our special guest host, our special guest, Sebastian Gorka, who, of course, you hear on the America First program every Monday through Friday right here on the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, The Answer, um, from 3 to 5 p.m. And, of course, Chris Hart was there, um, and as, as well as Carl Jackson, Matt Buff, and it was a great, great panel. All of them were, were really extraordinarily outstanding. But I especially want to talk about Sebastian Gorka's message because he was the, the, the main speaker and he had the longest message. And that was really the core message that he had. And I really can't you know, describe to you what, a, what an uplifting and, and motivational and inspirational message that Sebastian Gorka had. And it started with a little bit a brief history about his personal history and his family history. And as you know, if you're a listener to his show, as you already know, he is an immigrant to the United States, a, a legal immigrant. And his family uh, actually uh, spent a large amount of their time under uh, communists, uh, fighting communism in Europe. Uh, his father has actually suffered the, 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 the downside, the, the tyranny uh, of, of a totalitarian society. So he has obviously a very clear vision. He knows what the left, uh, what leftism will, will lead to, can lead to, and, and, and sadly so often does, that the kind of thing that we don't know. You know, we've been so, um, you know, we've had the opportunity, uh, the luxury just to take our freedom for granted all of our lives, speaking for myself, that we don't have firsthand experience for the most part. You know, there's always an isolated incident here or there, but for the most part, we, we had the luxury of living in a free society uh, where our constitutional rights are, are a given. Um, and, and if they come under attack, we can, you know, 
have have recourse through the court system and you know, various other ways, through the media even, through public uh, gatherings, through a public assembly. Um, and, and so anyway, you know, Sebastian Gorka's family um, had just the opposite. They've lived under tyranny. They've lived under totalitarianism, um, suffered for it. His father was actually tortured, as he gave a dramatic example, um, just for speaking out, trying to live a life of, 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 you know, of freedom, uh, expressing his views, push, uh, fighting against tyranny and um, you know, totalitarianism. But anyway, the, the point – so anyway, the message was, was, was very inspirational. It, it got to the heart of our Constitution. It got to the heart of why our country was founded, and it, and it talked about our mission today – what we must do today now that our freedoms are being encroached upon from, from all sides and the core mission that he talked about, the core piece of advice that he had for each individual there. And, and, and and you know about this, if you listen to his show as well to his listening audience is that every individual now who believes in our country, who's pride to be proud to be an American, who believes in our constitution who believes in the principles espoused in our Declaration of Independence, um, must now step up and become engaged. You know, it, it, it's no longer, um, you know, we, we, can, we can no longer just sit in our, our, our easy chair in our family room, watch Fox News, watch a good debate, you know, pull for the, the constitutional uh, defender to, to win the debate on television. Um, you know, that that's all part of the past now. We can't just you know do those things and think that we're somehow being a good citizen or, or helping the cause. Um, we need to engage now and help our side win these elections that are coming up. And by our side, of course, I mean people that believe in our Constitution and our founding values of God, family, country, people who are inclined or, or motivated, like our governor, Governor DeSantis, like Anthony Sabatini, who we just heard from, are going to engage and push back against the left, push back against the the effort to indoctrinate our children into transgenderism, um, push back against the effort to to stop oil production and, and drilling for oil and gas. Who are going to who the people who have already very successfully, which is the left and Democrats, of course, um, who have already very su- successfully made us more of an injured energy dependent company instead of an energy independent company like it would be very easy for us to be and like we should be and which is really going to be necessary for us to be if we're going to maintain our stature in the world and for us to maintain our individual rights and our individual freedom. So, but the point is you and I, I'm going to have to do more, a lot more. Each one of us is going to have to do more. If if we're, if all we've been doing is listening to the new AM 950 and FM 94.9, the answer, um, we're going to have to do more than that. And what I would suggest, and this comes from 25, 30 years, 30 plus years actually, of being involved at the grassroots level. The, the good news is it's, it's, very, it's a lot easier than you think it could be. If you've never, and, and the first thing I would suggest to you is to pick at least one candidate to support. Personally, I would not direct you towards a political party. Political parties have, regardless of what the party is, of course, the Republicans are better than the Democrats, but regardless of what the party is, have their own internal set of issues uh, and are very easily sidetracked, if you will, by internal squabbles, territorial battles, all this kind of thing. So the 
I would urge each of you to rather than go the party route, I would strongly suggest urge actually you to pick one candidate that you're going to support uh, actively. Um, and I would encourage you to make contact with that candidate, ideally the candidate he, uh, her, himself or herself. That might be possible. Make contact with their with their campaign headquarters, and then you know find out more about them. Get you some um, some literature, if you will. You could probably just download some from the internet, if you will. You might not even need to uh, to contact the candidate. But I would, I would strongly contact the urge you to contact the candidate because that can be very good for your own personal influence later down the line. Meeting other people, meeting other people in the system. Um, you know, numerous, many of a can, uh, political career started just that way by volunteering for a local candidate. But then you need, we need to, each one of us, each one of us needs to get at least one other person, uh, influence one other vote in this upcoming election. Um, we need to find one person who's not going to vote for the freedom candidate, for the constitutional liberty candidate, and we need to help to educate them and help to get them to the polls. That would be a dramatic step forward to one other person. And we can do that in a variety of ways. We can do it by talking to them, having a very simple conversation. If, if you don't know many people, if you're isolated in an apartment or, or even isolated in your neighborhood, you can stick a sign in your yard. Putting a sign in your yard definitely tells other people who know you and respect you and know, know that you're a freedom-loving person. That tells them, that gives them direction on who you, can, who you might be supporting. And, of course, with the Internet now and email and uh, Twitter and Facebook, there's, there are numerous ways to influence uh, other people. So that's my charge to myself and my charge to you. In this election, we must engage. Every single one of us must influence one other vote in this 2022 election if we're going to preserve our freedom. We'll be right back. Welcome back. Good to have you here for the Roger Franklin Williams Show. And now back to the studio. Here's Roger Franklin Williams. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're enjoying the program. Of course, the Roger Franklin Williams Show is a program that's dedicated to protecting, preserving, and defending America's founding traditions of God, family, country. Support our Constitution. Support the values expressed so eloquently in our Declaration of Independence. Right now, we're joined by Vito Fira of Network Sound and Video, and time for another update on what we can do to, and what Vito and the Rhonda and the great people at Network Sound and Video can do to help preserve our precious personal and family memories. And Vito, I'd like to, um, you know, suggest one of the things that I've been doing personally, and I suspect a lot of our listeners have been, or getting ready for some wholesale cleaning as we, now that spring is here, our annual spring cleaning events. And, you know, as I was looking through a closet or two yesterday, uh, I, I I came upon some great memories that um, I got to do a a better job of preserving. Uh, Can you talk about the opportunities uh, that you can, can help us with? Be here and we can certainly help you and your wonderful listeners out there to read preserve these uh, memories, anything in audio and video. We also do, you might have still photos. We do the scanning on those things. We take these heavy, heavy books. Remember the big book? I mean, some of these things held 500, 600 pictures. And we scan those and put them on a little tiny flash drive. People can't believe it because they have to take two trips to get the stuff back out to the cars. But that's pictures and slides and negatives. We do all of that. 
us, of course, you know that we've done film from the 1920s, so it's just gone on 100 years worth of press, you know, preserving these old films, and videotapes of every shape and size from the Beta, Beta Max, and the VHS, and the little cartridges that went inside the adapters. Whether you know whatever you, you may have, I think it's probably VHS. We can bring all of those back to life, put them on DVD or MP4 digital files, and put them on flash drives or external hard drives. And then people can save them to their computers. They can put them on social media. They can put them on yeah, send them on emails. It's just it's just it's just endless. In fact, the gentleman just picked up, I think, three generations just about ten minutes ago. Three generations of films that he was a little, little kid, and then he has his children when they were probably tots on VHS tape and went all the way up to their digital tapes. So he said they hadn't seen these things in 40, 50 years, some of them, and he, he was ecstatic. He had so much, many of them, I had to help him out to the car to put these big boxes into his trunk. But that's the kind of stuff we do. We, we bring these memories back to life and let them don't let them just sit there and waste away because... Unfortunately, and you probably have seen some when you've been in the office here, some of the stuff that just gets damaged and defective just through just sitting, just by age. It doesn't, uh, it's held up fairly well, you know, but there's a lot of stuff that heat will destroy it and then they're not, you know, restorable. So get anything in. If you're not sure of it, just bring it in. We'll take a look at it. There's always free estimates. We'll go over their their uh, analog things, that, which is records, cassettes, tapes, eight tracks, every imaginable audio. And then videotapes in every format, like I mentioned, from film all the way up to the latest, the latest in digital files, bringing those memories back to life. You know, and, I, and the reason I wanted to mention spring cleaning time is because, you know, and I'm speaking for myself, literally, I mean, I, I had things that I, I really <laughs> were laid around that I noticed. And, you know, I'd admonished myself to, to, to get, have something done with for literally over 20 years, <laughs> literally. You know, just uh, someday I'm going to get that fixed or someday I'm going to take that somewhere. Now, part of the, my problem was I didn't know where to take it. And I think that's probably a, a part of a, a lot of our uh, um, people have that issue because there are not very many places <laughs> to, to take, um, you know, our precious memories, especially that we can trust. So but I I think that springtime is a is just a kind of a catalyst. It's a time to say, well, yeah, wait, a minute, now it's I'm going to do it now. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to as I clean out this closet. Part of the process of cleaning out the closet isn't going to stick my memories back in there, but it, or stick them somewhere else. It's going to you know take them over to Vito and Rhonda and Network Sound and Video and, and really get them updated so that not only can I t- take them out and enjoy, uh, enjoy them, um, but I can share them now with, with my friends and family and get them in a better format. Well, Roger, you bring up a good subject there when you're talking about this, the cleaning and everything. And thanks to your show, your listeners are now aware and sometimes they may not even think of it. They've heard our ads on the radio, and they've heard these shows, which are great. And people come in, they can't wait to tell us that they've heard it on the radio. But while they're going through this spring cleaning, and they're in their attics, and their closets, they see this stuff, and, oh, now I know where to take them. They're like a light bulb <laughs> turns on in their head, you know? And they go, wait a minute, I heard that on the Roger Franklin Williams show, where there's a guy there in, in uh, Longwood that does all this stuff. So that's a real good trigger before... They would find this stuff, but then again, go into a research thing to try to find out, you know, where to take them. And I always tell people that the easiest thing is just put in, like, say, for instance, videotape transfer near me. If they plug that into their Google search, it'll pop right up because we're going to be the biggest one and probably in the state. We've been in business for 42 years, so we've seen all these format changes. 
And, uh, and yeah, while they're cleaning out, they bring in everything. You wouldn't believe some of the things that are in those boxes, too. But uh, we'll take a look at it. We'll go through see what we can do. Uh, we found, you know, old archives, you know, from the 40s and the 50s and the 60s that Grandpa had thrown into a box and put away. And, and they're, they're not only cleaning out their own houses, but maybe Mom has, uh, you know, upgraded or she's coming to live with them so they have a home to sell. Or Dad's, you know, maybe... Uh, doing the same thing, and so they go through these old archives, and they find thousands of, like, 35-millimeter slides. And if you hand that to a young kid, they'll go, I don't even know what this is. They'll hold it up to the light. It's a little cardboard 35-millimeter slide. Well, we restore those also, and they'll go on the thumb drives. So it's amazing what you could find just by cleaning out a garage, an attic, or just a closet that you've stored stuff away. But like I said, the light bulb goes off now because they've heard us talking about it when they find these things. They have a comfortable secure place they know they can take them right here and come on to our lobby and and you know, grab a cup of coffee and a cookie while they're waiting absolutely and the one thing i mentioned to you about uh, and one other thing along the lines of, of the spring cleaning is we're not too far away uh, and i hate to even be the one to, to bring this up because i always hate to be the bearer of bad news but we're not too far away from hurricane season um and even some of the rains and storms we're getting it doesn't have to be hurricane season where uh, you know, some places you know can can get flooding if if you have a leak in your home or something. And I know this happens uh, it happened to me once before. Um, you know your closet, you know the things in your closet get leaked on and ruined. Um, so, but I mean, it's just uh, now is another time to to re- and I'd like to have you talk about what you can do to re- re- reduce the size and volume because you know and, I, and I've been over to Network Sound and Video and I've seen people literally have large boxes. Uh, that they you know they need to help they need help from you to to unload into their car uh, out of their car um, of all these things that are on the the VHS like you say the VHS tapes the the large uh, bulky type format that they're in and you can get those down literally into a, what's called a thumb drive or a flash drive that can literally sit in their pocket so obviously if 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 you God forbid you do have to evacuate. Yes, most people will just not be able to, to unload these huge boxes into their car, uh, and it's going to be left at home to suffer the slings and arrows of, of, of a storm. Whereas, you know, you, you get it in a much smaller um, format, then you can st- literally stick it in their pocket, if you will, or even even a, a much smaller box. That's exactly right. And a lot of people, when they do this, that they're either downsizing, they're moving from a larger home to an apartment or a condo or um uh, or they are do just doing a house cleaning thing, cleaning out the garages and the attics and stuff. The main thing that they're trying to do when you say the word downsize is to make it smaller. So how can they take these big crates of videotapes and, and like I said, some of the books have 500, 600 photographs in these heavy books with all their pictures. And how can I not only, you know, be able to share these pictures, but also condense it so that they could actually take a flash drive, which is the size of your thumb. Some people call it a thumb drive. And they put it in a pocketbook, you know what I mean, or a purse, and somebody carries a whole storage of, of maybe 40, 50, 60 years of archives, and they go to, to visit, in, you know, Ann Alice in, in Chicago or, or somewhere else, and they can carry all these things with them. So it's the main thing is they're reducing the size of all of that large, large, old stock that they have in every imaginable kind of format, from the pictures to the slides to the film. Film especially, they usually come in, in reels, and that stuff is heavy. We had one client in here, we took pictures of it. They brought me 70 pounds of film. I mean, these were just giant giant canisters. 
they took 70 pounds of film, and I took a picture of this stuff piled up on, you know, like two and a half feet in the air, and in front of it was a tiny little flash drive. And they still couldn't believe it when they got it, when they picked it up. They just they just were marveled at something. You could take 70 pounds of something that was history from back in the 40s, 50s, and 60s that was shot and condensed it down to an itty-bitty little flash drive. You know, so that's and, the other thing. So the storage is one good thing, and then the transportation of it is another. And as you had mentioned, hurricane season, if they had to get out in a hurry because there was a fire or a leak in the home or something like that, they could grab these things right off of a bookshelf or wherever they may have them, you know, right off of your counter that you've kept little, uh, you know, the, the, the drives and or the DVDs, for instance, and CDs, and just put them in a the car and go. So that makes a big difference. It really, and, and, really does. And, so that's a great point. Yeah, I really appreciate you mentioning that uh, as we wrap things up it, because – and I know, I know a lot of people under 40 uh, are rolling their eyes when you, they hear me bring this up because they're like, well, everybody knows that. Well, actually, not everybody knows it no. <laughs> because uh, I know a lot of my friends uh, are not aware of this thumb drive technology or exactly how it might relate to, to the bulky uh, film that they have or the bulky VHS tapes or uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, no, it, it's, it's something that's very simple and easy. It's for those of us who are not on top of it, and I put myself in that category. Um, you know, it, it, it's – let me put it this way. Vito and Rhonda can work miracles for you, and they can make your life a whole lot easier um, as far as preserving these things that are so important to us. You're exactly right, Rod. We appreciate the, those fine words. And, and absolutely, you've been in here and you've seen our little lobby. It's like a little museum of, of stuff. People just marvel all the things that we have out front on display too so they enjoy coming in sometimes they'll just go by and they'll go like i just kind of came in to say hi <laughs> it's great you know because we've done a lot of work for them but yes and uh, like i said we we've got a couple slogans you know network sound and video makes uh, makes memories last forever and the other one is we make our customers cry and they'll sit there and look at their old films and stuff and they're just like oh look at that there's fluffy you know <laughs> and uncle john and uncle john and it's great so it's it's a great great service we do. We love doing it. Remember, it's God's business. We just run it for Him. We do we do the best we possibly can every single day. What's a wonderful resource and friends? You can find them at networksoundandvideo.com um, or four zero seven eight three four eight five five five. Network Sound and Video and friends. It's been great to be with you today. I hope you enjoyed the show. Have a wonderful weekend. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.